Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fathom's Real Estate Stories. I'm your host for today's show, Wendy Forsythe, and I'm delighted that you took the time to join us today. We've got a great podcast ahead for you. If you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like it's time to reset, like it's time to recharge, then you want to listen to today's show because my guest today will give you some great insights and we're going to have a great conversation on how to reset and recharge your business. Today, I am excited to welcome Russ Lagan to the, the show. Russ, welcome to Real Estate Stories. Hey there. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is one of my favorite things in the world to do. Talk to people about stuff. Talk to yes. people about stuff. Yes, that is that is that is always a fun. So, Russ, for those of you that may for those of us watching and listening that may not know you, tell us your real estate story. Oh Lord. So uh I'm gonna do this in fast forward mode because this is gonna okay. kind of gonna look more like a pinball game, right? Because right. it's like five steps forward and you go backwards a little bit. So I started in the real estate business in 2005. I had just sold a concrete countertop company. I started in 1999 in Detroit, Michigan. The market there was getting destroyed. So I was like, I know more about houses than everybody else I know. And this looks <laughs> like fun, right? Yeah. And so get into the real estate business and I interviewed the top agent in the office and he said, uh, get out of real estate. That's my advice to you. And I'm going, look, what? <laughs> That's not what I wanted to hear. So I moved to Tampa, Florida for the great real estate business in Florida. Got to learn how to build a real estate business, knowing zero people in a market getting completely destroyed. Right. So literally full throttle, downhill, out of control, tongue hanging out, no clue what I'm doing. By 2007, I'm sitting in my car crying. Right. Because <laughs> I've pretty much just screwed myself about as bad as you can, right? Like, right. And I, I didn't know what else to do. You know, like you get up and you're like, what the heck do I do today? I get home and my wife's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I worked hard. She's like, on what? And what she was really asking me is, when are we going to get a paycheck, Russ? Because like, if you don't make money, you don't get to eat. So it was one of those moments. And that's when I was like, do whatever it takes. So I did everything, even the stuff that really sucks. Right. And then I learned, I don't want to do it this way because it sucks. <laughs> so had to reinvent myself, started working as a broker, teaching other people how to do business, and then bought my own real estate company, went out in 2012, sold 105 houses. That was a pretty good year. 2014 was 143. That was a good year when I bought a brokerage. And then somebody I know. <laughs> yes, I would be pointing here. We've known each other a long time. We have something worth something. So sold the real estate business and then got to run the lower half of the country, teaching managers how to make money doing real estate teach their people how to make money doing real estate. And a huge part of that is some of this really sucks. We got to find a way to not have it just so brutal. Right. And it's like, so I went for simple. And then of course, uh, you know, if you do a good job once in a while, somebody will go, Hey, you did a good job once before. Do you think you could do a good job for this again? And of course, Wendy, you made the call. I love it. Pick it up the phone for you. I love it when you're picking up the phone, when I pick up the phone for you, because you got good stuff coming. Right. And so here I am in Fathom Realty as vice president of Fathom in charge of recruiting talent acquisition. And who knows what the next level will be. Uh, that's Always awesome. I mean, there's so many great pieces of, of your story that I think our listeners can relate to. Right. Is that we don't have it all figured out. One of the great things about this business is you have the opportunity to take a, a left turn, a right turn, reinvent yourself and do things. Yeah. But throughout all of that journey and and, you know, you and I have the similarities of, of doing different things within the business yeah. for a number of years. When you yeah. have that servant heart and when you want to give and help people, doors open. 
a servant heart, Wendy. <laughs> you talk to you tell me like, how do you guys do what you do? And you're explaining to me and I'm going, that's not the way most businesses work, Wendy. We, we both know this, right? So what's really under the rocks? And I think uh, that servant heart is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse because there's times when you're like, there's times when people just rip it out and smash it. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That's my, like, I put it out there and you can't just go and smush the thing for me. Right. I'm like, come on, man, really? So we have those moments, right? Yeah. I, I love the fact that you and I have both been down a bunch of crazy paths. And there are so many times where Wendy's, oh, Wendy knows where she's going. She knows what she's doing. And I know because we've talked about this. Like, mm -hmm. There are times where our butt's on fire and we're hauling butt. And we're like, I don't have any idea how this is going to go. Well, but you got to try it, right? And you got to find your flavor. I think right. that's the You found your flavor. I find my flavor. And when you get somebody who's got their flavor, it's 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 interesting. You're like, yes. I, I kind of like that. I, I never saw that flavor. So you've definitely got one. Yeah. Help me cultivate one. <laughs> and, uh, it's been a wild ride. So it, it has been. Well, let, let's let's take the benefit of some of those experiences we've had and, and try to pull out, yeah. um, you know, some of that for, you know, you know, our audience out there, because it has been a wild ride in our business the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And you and I talk to agents every day within the Fathom organization, outside of Fathom organization. Yeah. And, and you know, agents in the industry are having a similar experience of it's a crazy market. It is yeah. tough, you know, working with our buyers and working with our sellers, you know, on either side of the, the transaction. And yeah. it's hard to keep energized and keep focused and keep leading with that servant heart when, you know, we are navigating all of these things. So today we wanted to talk about sort of resetting and recharging because I think that we, we need to do that on a very regular basis in our business. Yeah. So, so let's talk about thinking in terms of 30 and 90 day cycles. Because things are changing so quickly that the days of a five-year plan, a year plan, I mean, we have bigger goals over that longer period, but really we need to be thinking in 30 and 90-day cycles. So when we, we think of, of that, when you're coaching and, and mentoring and talking with agents, how do you approach that? You know, I think a lot of people think your business is different than your home life. Well, in your home life, you really should be checking what's going on on a monthly basis. Right. Do we make our bills? Do we not make our bills? Right. Uh, did we enjoy that month? We spent money that way. Was it enjoyable? Mm -hmm. We feel like we came out, we're like, that was a good month. That was worth spending that money on. Yeah. Stuff and other, right? Uh, but in the in a business sense, like real estate agents, when I ask them, it's like, when's the last time you sat down and looked at your business and said, okay, I got to pull this thing apart. What's working? What's not working? What am I enjoying? What am I not enjoying? Can I do less of the stuff I don't enjoy? Do more of the stuff I do enjoy? Maybe pay somebody to do some of the stuff I don't enjoy so I can be free to do the money-making activities. Right. When I, what money-making activities should we be doing, Wendy? What do you think I get as an answer? Yeah, that you get a blank stare or I'm not sure or... Right. Like, so like, I, I mean, people talk about being stressed out in the real estate business. Well, here's the deal. You're doing 100 miles an hour with no steering wheel? Really? Like, that's stressful, right? I did 450 miles an hour, me, in control of something doing 450 miles an hour last week. I flew a 51 Mustang, right? Right. This is an 80-year-old airplane. I flew 450, 450 miles an hour straight at the ground for three seconds. And the guy I was right, flying, he's like, all right, Russ, enough. 
<laughs> Sorry, had to do it, right? But can you imagine that experience and not having a steering wheel and not be like, I have a plan, right? So the first thing you got to do is back up and say, let's make this simple. Wendy, have you ever seen a plan that's so complicated it's got to work? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So it's like, let's go back to simple. Let's get like, what are the most simple things and how do they work? And let's look at that on a quarterly basis, look backwards and go, how do I make this more simple and generate more dollars per hour? Yeah. And then start locking those things down, write them down. How did you get your last client? Yeah. Wendy, so we're we're going to get into some of those steps. So, so let like, let's start with, you got to know what are your priorities for the next 30 days. And then how does that roll into 90 days, right? And then we can peel back the onion to what do I do every day? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like, let's let's go to real estate 101. It took me forever to figure this out and it took me even longer to actually get to be able to quantify this. Um, what is the number one thing we should be doing in our business all the time? We've got to identify that. And right. when I asked that question to large groups of people, including a group yesterday morning, I was like, what should you do if you do nothing else well and what you should do? And they're like, I don't know. They're, they're guessing, right? Yeah. So, so let's pause on that because we got a lot of people. We're recording this podcast, but we're also streaming it live during the recording. So I see lots of people that are uh, following along with us. So, yeah. so give us in the chat, guys, like what's the number one thing that you should be doing in your business, your number one business goal? Yeah. What should you be doing? What should you be focused on? At Wendy, so we're asking that question. As these people are answering the question, I asked the question and I got these kind of like, well, we probably should be maybe pop. I'm like, if I said, here's a gun to your head, you got to be right or wrong. What are you betting on right now? And they're like, I don't see. I want you to be so confident, you know, you're doing the right thing. And I want to be able to back that up with facts and stats. So, you know, you're doing the right stuff. You're yeah. a lot more confident when you're doing the right stuff and you know it. That's right. So I'm looking at the chat coming in and, and luckily our, our watchers and listeners, they got it. Like it's lead generation, right? You got to build those relationships. You got to prioritize that lead gen. So, you know, Emily, Jennifer, Carrie, Teresa, Bryce, Rhonda, the list uh, goes on of our folks that type that in. So thank you for doing that. So I think that on this first point, what we really want to leave you all with is Every month, make sure you set aside a few hours. It could be an hour, two hours. Review your business from the previous month and look at, like, did I focus on my number one priority, my number one goal that I know is going to attribute to my longer term goals, being my income, in this case, the conversation that we've been talking yeah. about. And if you didn't, turn yeah. that steering wheel, right? Make those adjustments because... If you wait six months or nine months into a year to make adjustments, it's too late to hit your goals. You can make right. adjustments in 30-day, in 90-day cycles. So, Wendy, do you want this year to be a good year or next year? I want this year to be a good year. Well, you better start working on it now, right? So you got to right. make those adjustments. So let's get let's get right to nuts and bolts, right? Percentages. Uh, I'm going to name off a couple of names, Wendy. You tell me if any of these guys are any good. You know Brian Buffini? Yes. Tom Ferry? Yes. Mike Ferry. Yes. Roger Butcher, David Knox, Mike Hellickson, myself, Adrian, my buddy, Craig Proctor. All of these guys kind of have an idea what's going on, track their numbers mostly. Yeah. When they talk about working your sphere of influence, the sphere of influence should be able to convert if you're doing a good job at about 10%. So I see a lot of people poking in here, lead gen. Like, right. 
sphere of influence first, right? You got a 10% return if you do a good job working your sphere. And we can give you a little more detail what that looks like. But a lot of this lead gen stuff is 2%. So yeah. you work five times as hard. So when you start peeling it back and going, okay, this one I spent 20 hours on and made 10 grand. This one I spent 200 hours on and made 10 grand. Like you got to know that. Yes. So that's the knowing your numbers and, and you know, I'm a numbers person, right? Yeah. So when we talk about like, you know, where do you generate business from? Look at those top three sources and, and you're suggesting your sphere of influence, right? And, and we know that historically National Association of Realtors gives us this great study every year that year after year tells us the number one place real estate professionals get business from is people they know. So yes. if you need to reset or recharge your business quickly, go back to that sphere of influence and look at what you're doing there and how you're providing value to those people that you already know who already know you as a real estate professional. Yeah, it's, it's really, you know, people like, well, Russ, what do I do to get more business from them? I'm like, you don't. What do you do to add more value to them and get them to come to you? So yeah. Wendy, like, the thing that frustrates real estate agents, and when I say this out loud, they go, oh my gosh, you're right, Ross. That's exactly how I feel. They're sick of chasing business. They're sick of being told to chase business. Mm -hmm. So like do things that get business to come to you, yeah. track those things, know where your business is coming from, put more energy and effort in those things and leave away the stuff that's just not doing anything. Absolutely. Like, if you abandon the stuff that's not working, you did a good thing. But, but Russ, I abandoned it. I spent so much money on it. If it's not working, stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Only work on the things that you know work. Do a great job. Make that as simple as possible. And what you're going to find is you're more refreshed at the end of the month because you're working on stuff you like. You're working on stuff you know is going to work, and you're spending your time on the things that are important instead of a bunch of nonsense. Right. Yeah. That that keep stop start like yeah. that's part of your 30 day cycle review. Right. What am I keeping? What am I stopping? What am I starting? If we reset that in our day-to-day -day activities on a regular basis will yeah. keep focused and will will stay you know more aligned russ yeah. here's something we hear all the time oh boy i don't have enough time <laughs> <laughs> right like we we spend a lot of time talking with people about time management and, and yes. i know we feel this ourselves right if only there were more hours in the day so um we had a conversation recently about time wasters and you brought up the issue of our phones and all oh, the things we do on our phones. So, so share with everyone uh, your thought on how to manage good old screen time on your mobile device. Oh, brother. So uh, this thing, it's such an amazing, wonderful tool. Okay. However, <laughs> there are a lot of people that take this little tool. Uh, let's, let's say this was a hammer. Okay. I do a little bit of woodworking and kind of a wood nerd. I like to make stuff. Uh, if I had a hammer that was in my workshop and every, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds, it jumped up and whacked me in the head, I would melt that down, turn it into a knife and burn the handle and chuck that in the water. Right. I would never tolerate any tool in my workshop smacking me around, telling me what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So why are this, this is a tool and people act like they have no control over it. Right that they have no control over it because they're just, you got to see it for what it is, right? Yeah. This is a tool to move my life forward. If it's not making your life better, it's making it worse. There's no neutral ground on this stuff. Right. It's either making your life better or making it worse. So there are a bunch of little controls in here that you can use. It's like, shut this thing off at nine o'clock, right? <laughs> yes. Losing an hour or two of your life to this thing. And you're like, oh, Russ, you're like, 
I can't, I drove from Tampa back to Airbnb where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you how many people are driving down the road doing this. I'm going, oh, seriously. It is like, scary. Yes. I am betting my life with this thing. But let me back up. They're betting my life with their thing, right? So simple things like say, I'm going to have a start time and an end time. I'm going to have a no phone zone. So when I'm here in front of my computer with my, I have no phone. It mm-hmm. can't interrupt me. It's not going to stop me. I'm going to put a sign on the door and say, I, I, I'm working, right? Right. If, if you give me 30 minutes. So you sent me a little task the other last week. And, uh, and I was like, all right, shit, fired right back out to you. Right. <laughs> Dang. If I had my phone on and I was had my other stuff being in the background, I could have never popped it. 30 minutes later, I had exactly what I needed and enough that I could send it to you without being, she go, what the heck are you doing? It was, it was right. It was pretty close to right. Minor. Yeah. Two so so here's, here's the challenge with this, right? And mm-hmm. I've got, I've got the word up on the screen that you guys see is discipline, right? Yeah. Is it takes discipline to yes. not lose 30 minutes scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or reels. I think you need to do all of those things particularly if we go back to the conversation about engaging with our sphere of influence and providing value. But there's a discipline that we all need to develop in. It's 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, like whatever it is. And the number one thing, whenever I'm asked on like, what is the thing that separates, you know, top producers or people that are reaching their goals from people who are, are, you know, struggling or still working towards yeah. it, it is discipline, right? We need to have those that discipline. Wendy, here's the greatest trick in the world. It's the easiest trick in the world too, which I love. You get those old egg timers, you know, you ding, right? Set an egg timer. It's like, I got 30 minutes to plow through this thing. I'm going to triage, right? If I got 100 people come into the building, I'm like, okay, who's dying first? Let's take care of them. Go in triage, do the most important stuff first. And when that 30 minutes hits, flip it back off for 90 minutes. Yes. You can put it in airplane mode on and off at various times during the day. So you're uninterrupted. So you're highly focused. Yeah. You get to get way better stuff, have way less stress. And yeah. no, you're controlling it instead of it controlling you. Are we going to yeah. fail sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. So, let, so let's recap. If we're looking to reset and recharge, you know, set aside time, look at the last 30 days, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what do I need to keep, stop, start in order to keep me on track to hitting my my yearly goal? How am I managing my time? And really look at what are those time wasters? What are those things that are distracting me from doing my highest priority things throughout the day? And then reset, right? And and we all know the time blocking and manage your calendar. And we don't even need to tell everyone listening about those because you guys all know that. So so you just need to be the discipline to, to use those. Yeah. Look at where you generate your business. Make sure you are blocking that time to focus on those business generating things. Yeah. But now let's talk a little bit about how we provide value. Let's throw one more thing on that list, right? Okay. And, and this needs to be said because I, I ask people, it's like, what is your plan for the week, right? What is your plan for the week? Do you have your your week scheduled? And right. the answer is no. They're like, I know I chose it. Like, if you don't have a plan for what you're doing tomorrow, guess what? You're going to be ineffective tomorrow. I yes. guarantee it. Yeah. So make, make it happen. Just do it. Try it for one week. It's going to feel a little weird. At the end of the week, you're like, I get in, do my job, and get done. We don't get paid by the hour. 
get in, get your job done, and then put it in chill mode and enjoy yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Do those things. Okay. So, so we, we've used this phrase a couple times in this conversation about giving value to our sphere of influence and, and just in general in, you know, building our brands and in our business and in our lives, sort of giving value. So I, I've put on the screen here, some examples, right. Of how we engage with our sphere of influence, our market expertise, our negotiation expertise, the support that we give, I want to share a, a story with everyone listening because this has resonated with me. And it was a conversation amongst a group of realtors recently where we were discussing how the consumer doesn't know all the things we do behind the scenes to make a transaction smooth. Oh, yeah. And that's part of why often what we earn get, is questioned by consumers. The consumer doesn't know that it's the relationship we have with our loan officer that allowed us to call them and they left their anniversary dinner with their spouse in order to make sure that the transaction happened smoothly for the closing the next day. It's the relationship that we have with our title rep that allowed us to pull some strings for them to bump some other work to get our clients looked after. And that's part of our expertise. And it's part of why having that service team in the industry that is the group of professionals. I mean, as I say, it takes a village, right, to to get across the finish line to a house closing today and and make sure you're giving value to that village that you have running your business with you. Yeah, I'll tell you, kind of a funny story. I heard somebody else tell a story and I was like, I have had this exact same experience. Get a, got a listing. Mm-hmm. Other people were there because it wasn't somebody I knew real well. So I interviewed multiple people and they said, I said, okay, so why'd you pick me? I know you love my tie, but come on. <laughs> I know it's not that. Okay. So with that said, they said, they said this, and this is not the first time I've heard this. They said, well, you know, Russ, you said that you were going to make sure that our home was seen on every company's website. It was seen on every like Zillow and Trulia and Century 21 is going to have my house. So anybody looking for my house anywhere online, if it fits a criteria, it's going to pop up. You're going to make sure you get that done. And we love that. That is brilliant. Like nobody else said they were going to do that. And my and, and I'm standing in front of training, training, training. <laughs> guys, that's what the MLS does. Right. Oh, I'm going to put it in the MLS. Right. So when we're talking add value, tell them what the heck you mean. Right. Like, I'm going to put it in the MLS and here's what that means. Yeah. I would just say, here's what I'm going to do. I don't tell them it's MLS because they don't need to know that. But then they're going, wow, this guy, Russ, is going to do all kinds of stuff with our house. And I'm like, click. Like, can you imagine how many other times people you're like, well, I'm going to put it in the MLS for you. Uh, OK, well, the add value is well, what does that mean? Like, right. don't tell them about the tool. What does it do? Yes, especially in today's market, right? It's, I mean, you know, we're dealing with, you know, multiple offers on most properties straight across the country. We've been dealing with that for a very long time. You know, I'm going to put your house in an MLS. I'm going to put it on a website, like means very little. So I would just encourage everybody listening to think about, you know, how do you provide value? What do you do above and beyond the checkboxes? And, and flush out that part of your story, of your value proposition in terms of why people want to work with you. Yeah, Russ, I wanna, we're getting into sort of wrapping it up. I want to spend our last couple of minutes together talking a little bit about self-care and mindset. 
because, you know, we can't look after everyone else until we've looked after ourselves and until we have our, our mindset um, in the right place. So um, I know you're a big uh, reader and audiobook listener. That's something we definitely recommend. Any good, like wh what have you been reading lately or, or what would you recommend? I'm, I'm actually studying how the brain works. <laughs> that, that's a nice pastime. <laughs> I use a lot of crazy big words. Yeah. So I turned it into like the Dr. Seuss version of that. <laughs> uh, and, and basically, uh, I, heard, uh, I heard a wonderful lady on an Oprah show as I was walking through the room one point years ago. And the lady goes, what you need to understand is where your mind goes, your butt follows. She took something really complicated and made it super, super simple. So you've got to be really, really clear on what you want. Right. But when, you, when you race a race, when, you, when you're running, because you do a little running, right? Little running. Uh, when you race a race, how do you know where to go? You, you go to the finish line. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm going in front. You follow the map. Right. If you're going the right direction, you're going to see mile one, two, three, four, five. If you see five, four, three, two, one, you're running backwards, right? Right. So, like, the mindset is you got to be really clear what the road is. You got to be really clear what the track is. Set yourself up flags and turn signals so you know, hey, when you're doing 100 miles an hour at that corner, Russ, you got to hit the brakes at that big rock. Right. If you hit the tire, you're done, right? So, you got to set yourself up for success by saying, here's what the road looks like. And you know where you can hammer down, you know, when you got to back off a little bit. But it all comes from having that plan in your head first and getting clear. What do I want my life to look like? Mm -hmm. It's like, Wendy, I got to go to Denver for a speaking gig. Yeah. Okay, great. We'll start off. Where am I going? I'm going to Denver. Great. How do you want to get there? You know, I could walk. <laughs> it's been a long walk. <laughs> Probably should take an airplane because I'd like to get there and back, right? So as soon as you get clear on the destination, yeah. the path to get there that you'll enjoy the most, not the fastest, Sometimes taking the scenic route is way more fun, right? Right. Path that you're gonna that's gonna make you feel good is is going to become more clear. But you gotta get clear on the destination. So when I pin people down, I was like, just get clear on what you want, right. and then what you're supposed to do will take care of itself. A lot of times, it and I'm like, what do you want? And they're like, I don't know, Russ. I'm like, if your goals are vague, your accomplishments are gonna be vague. So yeah. if you're clear on what you want, like, what is a goal you've got going right now, Wendy? Like, you've got something going. Right off the top of your head, what's your goal? End result, what do you want? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share a personal one. So um, I'm going to run a marathon. We mentioned running. I'm going to run a marathon uh, the second half of this year. Beautiful, right? Okay, so so now what? Okay, if I'm going to do that, I really want to do that. And I, by the way, I want to do really well, so I don't like throw up at mile three and nine and 12 and 40 <laughs> and collapse, right? I don't want to have a heart attack. So if I don't want to do that, now what? Well, I better get off the couch, right? Right, right. I got to start training. It's, it's small things is what we're talking about is what do I do every day that leads up to reaching the, the bigger goal. You don't start running 26.2 miles. You start running two miles and then yes. three and then four and then Are you Galloway? You run a minute and you walk a minute and you run a minute and you walk a minute, right? Whatever it takes, you got to start taking that thing. So what do I need to do today to make that more fun? So yeah. when I went to climb Mount Rainier, I'm like, I've got to be really fit. I got to be oxygen hard. I got rock and roll and strong, good lungs. And like every single day, I'm like, okay, strong lungs, strong legs, strong mind. That's what I got to have to go there. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun. Climbing yeah. mountain is not fun. It's a great challenge. It'll put you on the edge. But like just setting the goal said, okay, I got to do things different if I'm going to do get, get that, right? And then and you make a decision. 
that comes back to our business, right? Is that we got to get clear on the goals, right? So if we think of everything that we've talked about um, throughout the podcast today, get clear on your goals, realign, reset every 30 days, keep that 90 day cycle in mind, recharge yourself, focus on your money-making activities, uh, give value, work with your sphere of influence and, and keep yourself happy and strong so that you can give, right? Like that is, that is our kind of show in a nutshell, right? On, on a recap today on, on what we wanted to share with everyone. And um, all of the things we've talked about, plus more, we've put together a whole one page download of this. So for you guys that are watching or listening, go to our uh, blog. So our Fathom Life blog, you'll see our podcast and you'll see today's show notes there and you'll see um, everything we've talked about highlighted plus more that uh, you can have as a reference as you're thinking of how do I reset and recharge my business. And, and please remember to do that. What we do is one, I think is the best job. You know, I've worked in real estate my entire professional life helping people find their homes and and build wealth through real estate. We are all so fortunate that we have a small part in people's lives in such a critical way, but we've got to stay healthy and happy along the way to do that. Absolutely. This could be the most amazing business in the world. It can be the most amazing business in the world. Do not stop until that's your experience. Right. Exactly. Make it happen. Make it happen. And, uh, Russ, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much. We could talk forever. He has the best stories. If you ever get to chat with Russ one-on-one, uh, -on -one, uh, as you can tell today, there's always a, a great story to be had. Uh, your real estate story matters. And thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, take care.